What's up, everyone? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Happy Monday. Hey, y'all. I see everybody in the comments. If this is your first time catching a live, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm glad to have you here. Um, yeah, who? Uh, I saw someone come in and say they made it. Julia, I missed you, girl. And y'all think I know Julia. I don't even know who. I don't even know Julia. We never met personally. But I missed you. I was wondering, like, last week, what the fuck is Julia? I'm used to seeing her name in the comments. Hey, girl, welcome. You, I'm welcome again, and I'm glad you're here. Um, hey, Robin, Jay, Derek, hey, brother. Hey, Jay Knight, Jay Wade, Julia, Andrea, Catrice, Christina, happy to have you here for your first live. Ashley, love you. And what's up, Corey? So, um, again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday. And if you have not subscribed to the Boil Peace Whatever podcast, please do so now and make sure that you hit the subscription bell, uh, the notification bell, rather. Make sure you turn those on for all notifications, not personalized, because if it says personalized, you may not get it. So make sure you have turned the notification bell on. And also, um, if you would like to um, participate in the live chat, you have to create a YouTube channel. I know sometimes, like I said before, the Google account will automatically like sync with your YouTube, but you have to actually create a channel. So what's up, Kevin? Hey, Patrick. Thanks, Rob. I made it myself. Uh, hey, Kendrick. Hey, Andrea. Um, so, yeah. Andrea, you're my friend from uh, Cancun. I remember your name. Hey, baby. Uh, so, yeah. Also, follow me on all streaming platforms, the whole, you know, the whole nine, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio as well. So, yeah. Anyway, hey, Tamara. So, uh, of course, I always thought about talking about my weekends. I really, I feel like my weekends be kind of lit. Like, you know, I'm able to talk about my weekends. That means I don't just sit at home and, like, do nothing. I really be fucking outside. You get it? Uh, outside is expensive, though, but uh, I'm outside. Um, so, what did I do? I went out Thursday. With a couple of friends, I had a ball. Um, Friday, I think I, did I stay at home Friday? I think I stayed in the house Friday. I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember, but I got drunk Thursday. I got a ticket one of these nights. So Friday, no, I went. Hey, mommy. So Friday, I think I did go out because I got a ticket. I got a speeding ticket, so I meant to get the officer's name off my ticket. Fuck you. I might have gotten it because I was being an asshole. I don't know. Like, it was 2.30 in the morning. Was There was no one on the road but me and the officer, right? And um, the bastard pulled me over. Like, I was, I had, I saw him. I had passed him. I was, like, long gone. He got behind me and, like, hawked me down and was like, do you know how fast you're going? And I was like, no. Where are you headed? And I was like, home. And he said, uh, do you know the speed limit? And I said, no. What was that Friday? What did we? I don't know. I hung out, baby. I partied down. So, um, yeah, I was pissed off. I was just mad. So, that's probably why he gave me a ticket because I was going 15 miles over the speed limit. And normally in Memphis, the officers would be like, okay, I'm going to give you five over, so they throw it out. That bitch literally put me 15 miles over the speed limit. So, I got to go to court next month. So, I'm probably going to have to pay a court cost. I don't know. And my insurance is already high as giraffes ass. You sure I stay home Friday, Robert? I went to the club one of these nights. 
I went to the club. I can't remember. But I went to the club. It was terrible. There was no one there. Uh, we left the. Cl- we got to the club. We were the only ones there. So we left the club, and then we went back. We left the club. Went to a white bar, and the white bar was kind of cute. So we left. Went back to the other club. It was still empty. So we just went back and got our cars and went back to the white bar. And that's when I had got a ticket. So I guess I don't know. My days are mixed up. I'm fucking confused. <laughs> Say. I was fucking confused. And I think the officer wanted me to kiss his ass. And I just, I didn't feel it. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm going, for, I'm going 55 and a 40. Bitch, fucking relax. Like, you acting like I'm going like 95 and a 20. This isn't fucking Mayberry. I, was, I, I live on a main street. It was like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? I went 55 and a 40. Big whoop. 2.30, there's no one, like, didn't no one even passed. Like, he could have fucking beat me with a fucking nightstick, and no one would have saw a thing, because it was, nobody was outside. I'm like, I'm trying to get home. And I literally, I was literally, like, 30 seconds from my house. Well, I was so fucking mad. I was so fucking mad. It's the new club on Poplar, uh, Kevin. It was a 25 and up free night. It was free. It was terrible, though. I tried to go out and support, but it was terrible. You get locked up for 15 over the limit. Jesus Christ. Shout out to that police officer then. <laughs> bitch. I was like, I just knew for a fact he was being petty as fuck. But yeah, um, what else did I do? I went out the uh my nights are mixed up. I'm I don't think I stayed out on Friday. I don't fucking know. But um I went out Saturday for sure. Had a funky motherfucking good time. Like I had a funky good time. And we well, I didn't find the bar. I've been to this bar before. But just recently, I've been like twice on the weekend, and y'all, the prices are so cheap. I got four cocktails, cheese dip, added ground beef, and pico. What else did I eat? I had a burger, fry, and okra. My tab was $56. And I'm not going to tell y'all where it is because I don't want everybody going. But my tab, I got four cocktails, an appetizer, and an entree, and a side of okra. And my shit was $56. It was sickening. I'm going back every motherfucking Thursday. Brandon, I can't remember his name. I'm going uh, to look it up. Um, I'm a, I'm, remind me, because my mind is bad. I got it in my car, my glove compartment. You can throw it. Can you throw it out something? And I was thinking about seeking I find somebody in the police department and get my shit thrown out. Because I don't want to go to court. It's the end of the year, bitch. I got like nine hours of vacation left. I'm not going to spend that in 201 Poplar. Whew. Anyway, we had a ball this weekend. But anyway, um, get to the show. I don't know if y'all saw it. If you have not saw it, spoiler fucking alert. So the Kirk Franklin uh, documentary was called Father's Day. And I got so many notes, and it's dark in here, and I hope I can see everything. I'm going to show y'all. Like, I got shit all over this paper. Do you see these? Like a fucking book report. So, um, Yeah. It was really good. It was called Father's Day. It was on YouTube. It's only like 35 minutes long. So if you like, if you really can like spare 35 minutes, I promise you, it's I'm gonna say it's the best 35 minutes that you would have, but it's a good 35 minutes that you won't regret. And I have pretty uh it was MPD. It's MPD Brandy. Um, I have a really, really good judge of like entertainment and shit. So I promise you, if you haven't seen it, and I know people think like, ooh, Kurt Franklin, boo, 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 church, I don't want to hear it. I don't even subscribe to, like, church. Of course, y'all know I, I will go to church, but I ain't, like, the churchy type of person. It's good as fuck. It's not even really, like, like that. Of course, they got the little music going on because Kirk is a singer or a writer, but 
It's so fucking messy and drone field. <laughs> it's so good. I'm so happy that Kirk decided to share that with us. It was a lot of shit out there happened. I did not know. But people, what got me on it, folks was like, um, I saw like video, pictures of him getting swabbed like maybe two weeks ago. I didn't think anything of it. Everybody was laughing about it. And I was like, girl, what's going on? Kirk Franklin getting, getting swabbed. I didn't know if he was getting like a COVID test or what the fuck was going on. So I didn't pay it no mind. But baby, I had I was looking up, I think that was a Saturday. I was at my mom's house, Friday or Saturday. And somebody said, I've been crying the entire time. No, Ashley, Ashley Holiday. She put a post and said she did not cry. And I was like, she didn't cry. And now she cried, dropped her down. So I was like, let me see what she's talking about. So I put it on and I fucking watched it. Baby, like from the beginning. So again, spoiler alert. Kirk was adopted by his distant cousin named Gertrude. She was 64 years old. His mom had him like at a very, very, very young age. And um, so they were going to church or whatever. And Kirk said he was adopted by his older relative. I'm assuming cousin or something like that. But her name was uh, Gertrude. <laughs> so uh, I bet she was means a fucking snake. A motherfucker named Gertrude <laughs> adopted you. But anyway, she was a distant relative. And she, he said that she kept reminding him like, that he was adopted. He didn't. He never felt like he belonged anywhere. He never met any of his cousins. He never had a birthday party. Like it was just him, as he said, it was just him and God, and a piano. Right. So just imagine growing up as a little kid and you don't see your cousins. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't think you got nobody. And this old ass mean ass woman making sure you know you are you are adopted. Right. So he said that his mom will come and visit him ever so often. I think like twice a year, but she will always leave. So, which in turns make Kirk feel like, okay, bitch, you coming to get me. You know, you coming to see me, but you're not coming to get me. You keep pulling off. Like, where are you going, right? So, um, and also I thought, too, nope, Gertrude must have been an actual bitch. Because most of your older relatives, like, you go to your old aunt house or your old, like, your great granny house. And typically, you will see a lot of old relatives. You, you will see somebody. So, obviously, nobody fucked with Gertrude because, like, if this bitch never had no company, like, nobody obviously fucked with this woman. So, anyway, the mama visited twice a year or whatever, and she would always leave. So, he started to talk about, he kept referring to his mama as Deborah. So, at first, I was utterly confused because I was just like, who the fuck is Deborah? But very soon on, he was like, Deborah is my, is my biological mama, as he kept referring to her. So, his, um, he had an aunt, I guess his mom's sister, she passed away. Kirk was like, I didn't want to go to the funeral to avoid seeing Deborah. So he didn't go. He has a singer named um, Melody. Melody lived in a neighborhood with him. He's been knowing her her entire life. So come to find out, this man named Rick Hubbard is talking to Melody's daddy, who is um, who is um, a childhood friend. And he said, I guess after the funeral, like, you know, I used to date Deborah. You know how black folk get the gossiping and talking and shit. Like, you know, you know, I used to fuck with Deborah, you know. So, they looking at this man like, this motherfucking kind of like Kirk. So, the rumor started spreading around. This is what got me. Kirk said, <laughs> somehow Deborah found my number. So, not only are you calling this woman by her first name, she ain't had like your motherfucking phone number. So, Deborah obviously had to been fucked up with Kirk. Like, I'm just thinking like, Deborah had to already just burned a lot of fucking bridges with Kirk because like, I understand, you know what I'm saying, I got Ken folks that I don't, fuck with like that but they still know how to contact me you know what i'm saying and he was like and this is this is biological mom so kirk was like yeah the bitch um 
<laughs> somehow found my number and she was hearing the rumors got back to her because it was a small town they grew up in. So Deborah said at the very end of that conversation, she was like, keep in mind, I will never lie to you or something like that. So I'm guessing there was like a really, really big issue with her and Kirk's dynamic. Like, okay, you, you've lied to me several times and I'm sure it's been like, are you coming to get me? You know, shit like that. And then I'm gonna get to it later. So Rick, Mr. Rick swabbed himself, gave the information to Melody and was like, he can do what he want to do with it. You know, I can't force him to do anything like, okay, if he possibly is my son, it's fine, but here's my DNA. Give it to him. So he ended up getting the DNA test. Long story short, he is proven to be Kirk's father. So Kirk loses it. For me, I was already kind of emotional because I was like, oh, my God. Um, he's about to cry. Like, he, well, he was crying. I was like, oh, my God, he kind of got this closure. Not knowing the first fucking thing Kirk said was, my mama lied to me again. So I was like, oh, not only is this like a moment that should be special for him, it's also a moment of, like, disappointment. Like, bitch, you did it again. Like, you like you lied to me again, right? And um, so Kirk went over there, and I was thinking the whole time, like, oh, I know this man, like, bitch, Kirk, 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 Kirk. He was like, um, not Kirk, Kirk. Kirk Franklin is my son. So I'm thinking if Kirk Franklin was my dad, I'd be like, oh, my God, I've missed out on so much time and money. You know what I'm saying? Kirk Franklin's fucking rich. And um, when they got to Kirk Daddy's house, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. Rick Hubbard. Did y'all see how nice that man's house was? I thought that they had pulled in front of Kirk's house or something. Mr. Hubbard must have been coming by. Mr. Hubbard had a bad-ass house. And I think what made it so hard for, for Kirk to, like, realize is, well, not to realize, but to kind of accept was, like, I've been in this neighborhood several times. My youngest son played at a house adjacent to this house. This house is down the street from Kirk's studio. And then when he found out that this man was his daddy, he started thinking about the man that his mama told him was his daddy. And this man's name was um, Dwight Allen. He died in 2017. So he got an anonymous phone call saying that this man's supposed to have been his, well, this man was dying of cancer. And this is who his mom told him was his father his entire life. This man named Dwight. So Kirk flew to Houston, made peace with this fucking man. So this is this is Dwight. So Kirk made peace with this fucking man. And he said that he was telling Dwight, like, um, you know, like, um, I feel like I never belonged. Or, you know, people telling me I'm the biggest artist in the world, but I don't have my dad. This man told him, I see why you said that. He And I honestly, looking at that picture, I think Rick was like, girl, <laughs> I know I ain't your daddy, but just for the sake of this visit, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is. Because I think at this in this moment, we should have some type of dialogue. You should have something to say to me. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, sir, son, I'm sorry, or whatever the case, I just feel like in this moment, especially knowing you're dying, you know, knowing this is this is it. I may be dead in the next month or two or whatever. So I feel like he could have said more, but I really feel like the, um, the white probably like knew for a fact, like nigga, your mama was outside. So, um, the white end up dying or whatever. So 
back to Mr. Rick. So Kurt showed Mr. Rick that um he showed Mr. Rick that the uh the paperwork, Mr. Rick immediately started crying. So I Kirk was asking Mr. Rick, I'm gonna put him on the screen too. Kirk was asking Mr. Rick, um, you know, did you know? Did you hear any rumors? And Mr. Rick was like, No, I didn't hear any rumors. I was young, I was a kid, even though there was a small town, it was nothing that I knew about. So for me, I immediately believed him. And what solidified that for me was his reaction once Kirk gave him the papers. Although they look just the fucking light, and Kirk had the benefit of already knowing, you know, this is my dad when he got there. But um, for me, I also said to myself, I wonder did Mr. Rick know that Kirk was Deborah's son? Because me knowing, obviously he knew he dated Deborah, right? So me knowing I messed off with the woman up at a point in my life and she has a son that looks like me. It's obvious that this is Kirk's father. You know what I'm saying? It's obvious they are father and son. So I wonder, did he know? I wonder, did he know that there was Deborah's son? Because I feel like had he known, he probably would have been reached out. You hear what I'm saying? And his reaction to knowing, to hearing that this really his son, it broke him. And I feel like it was a lot, like a lot of regret. Like we wasted so many years. Like Kirk's fifty three. We wasted so much time, and we got more years ahead of us than we do behind. We got more years behind us than we do ahead of us, you know. And I feel like he would have probably been a really, really great dad to Kirk, you know. And luckily, he got his grandsons to kind of make like make up more time. But at the same time, it's just like. You know, I don't know. But that's why that was my question. Like, I think um, he had to have not known that Deborah was Kirk's biological mother. I feel like he would have been like like more involved. So this is the good part to me. <laughs> so after they got through with the crying and all this shit, my favorite person in this whole documentary was motherfucking Aunt Sandra. Aunt Sandra was a like, okay, so there was one point in the in the in the uh, documentary, and I was like, I'm a cuss, ain't Sandra ass out. But then there was another point, I was like, I kind of see her mannerisms, because over that phone, it was just very cut, dry, and nasty. What bothered me was, when I call your phone, and I say, hey, Sandra, or Sandra, however you want to say it, and you like, who? Who'd you call? And Kirk was like, oh, here go this bitch. And she, he was like, Ain't Sandra. Oh, okay. How you doing, Kirk? That bothered me because, bitch. Obviously, you knew I was a you. I was around. Gertrude raised me my whole fucking life. I've been out here homeless and everything that he said that he was. So you weren't no type of fucking auntie to me. So why the fuck are we on this phone being proper with titles? Like why are we on here being? You know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, you ain't my aunt, and you want me to call you Auntie Deborah, but I mean Auntie Sandra. But you can fucking say, what, hey, nephew, at least. You know what I'm saying? It's it's back to Kirk. We're on a first-name basis now. But you want me to call you auntie. Obviously, it's on YouTube, Amber. Uh, honestly, you obviously you haven't been an aunt to me. Just like Deborah obviously hadn't been a mother to this man because he's calling her Deborah the entire fucking time. He didn't even say Miss Deborah. Like, he was calling, like, with his dad, he started calling him Mr. Rick. Like, let's build up to this. So, Sandra was like, girl, fucking bye. You know what I'm saying? I just, 
I did I didn't like her. I didn't like her. I didn't like I didn't like her at all. So um he went and visited the mama. And he was like, I'm trying to go ahead and cut. That's what I'm saying, Jay. Like, was Aunt Sandra, where the fuck was, where, where were you? Because I feel like there needs to be a documentary on Deborah. I need to know more of her story. And, but a part of me feels like she wasn't even honest about anything else. So I don't think she would even be willing to tell her story because obviously she's hiding a lot, right? So anyway, he went over to, um, he went over to Sandra's house. Sandra opened the door. Get your ass out this car. And that's what bothers me with black elders in, in every family. I'm grown as fuck. Like, you're going to respect me as an adult. Shut my motherfucking door, and I'm going to come in when I get ready. Like, just because you my aunt or my uncle or an elder, that I'm just, you supposed to just be able to say what the fuck you want to say to me because you older than me. No, you're going to get your old ass cussed the fuck out. Like, I'm big on it. And a lot of people be like, I don't come around family because family is so toxic. Yeah, family can be toxic. But until we start cussing Aunt Sandra the fuck out, they're going to continue to be toxic because everybody seems to be scared to tell her, like, how the fuck she is. Nah, bitch, fuck you. Shut my door. I'm not coming in. Sign this motherfucking NDA and go back in your house. Sandra had a nice-ass house, too, though. Y'all know that. But that's the thing that kills me. Um, I think... I think Deborah was out here fucking out both pants lead. That's just my opinion. I really do. Because this man went in here, went in the house, hugged his mama. And I was expecting Deborah to look like Wanda Dean. Like, I was really, like, this bitch going to have a tooth dangling and, like, a makeshift wig, a kitten heel. Like, I was just ready to see Deborah looking a hot fucking mess. But she didn't give me, like, ex-crack addict. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, okay, cool. So... When she let Sandra read the paternity test, Sandra said, how is this possible? And Deborah Hall's often was like, it's not possible. I put this on my dead mother's grave. Rick Hubbard is not your father. So that tells me a lot at that moment because everybody want to know more. Everybody want to know more about Deborah's story. That fucking tells me a lot that this bitch will argue with science. Like, what else can you say to her? Her mind is fucking made up. Like, this bitch was, she's arguing with a DNA test. She was like, I don't know how this happened, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. (laughs) It was just like, and y'all see Sandra had left the room. She's like, this bitch is crazy. I want to know, why was she riding so hard? Because they did two DNA tests. At, the, at Deborah's request, and they came back the same. And Deborah still was like, I'm not fucking with this. I, this man, not your daddy. She said, Oh, but bitch, like she was on her Bill Clinton shit. Like, I did not have sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. Like, she was point blank, period. I did not touch this man. But what got me was when Sandra said, How is this possible? And she was going down to the motherfucking ground, right? With this lie. And at the expense of her and her son building some type of a relationship, she went down with this lie. So my theory was Rick had to have been somebody else's piece. You fuck somebody, man, Deborah. Rick had to be somebody else's man. And it's probably with Sandra. Because Sandra was sitting at the table like, mm-hmm, 
And she's like, just give them the truth. The paper right here. Because for her to say, how is this possible? Deborah did something she had no business. Because we know how this is possible, Sandra. Like, let's not be fucking idiots here. We know how people would conceive children. I need Deborah to say, son, I am a whore. I was a whore. I was on drugs. Like, I want to know, like, when she was picking Kirk up, well, not picking him up, coming to the house and seeing Kirk, like, what was that about? How was how was those visits going? Like, I need to know more. We need to get, like, Andy Cohen. We need somebody to, like, do a documentary or a, I don't know. Like, I just want to know more about Deborah's story. I don't think De- Deborah's probably going to, like, say anything. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just need to know because Mr. Rick is now – an addiction counselor in Texas. So maybe they were both on drugs at that time and neither one of them wanted to disclose that on the show, but it had to be something because you fucked Rick. (laughs) Like she was like, bitch, I fucking said what I said. I didn't fuck him on my mama. (laughs) <laughs> so you're like, bitch. And motherfucking put on a dead relative. Typically, I believe them. But Deborah lying through her motherfucking teeth. You fucked this man, Deborah. And Rick just sitting there like, girl. It had to have been a one night stand, Kevin. It had to have been. Or they ran a train on you, you just didn't know. Maybe Rick and uh, Mr. Dwight was friends. Like, this shit is crazy to me. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> it had to have been a train. They ran a train on her. And she was shamed. And even, like, Miss Aunt Sandra was being an asshole the whole time. At, at one point, Sandra got fed up. She was like, Deborah, he wants the truth. And I feel like Sandra know the truth. She just don't want to tell him the truth. I think she wanted to come from Deborah because obviously Deborah probably big sister and so she would run the shit. But it was just weird to me that she just would not. I forgot to show y'all the mama if y'all ain't seen the mama. This, that's Deborah. <laughs> Deborah was like, bitch, I said I didn't fuck this man. And I was like, she made him look crochet. He's probably too tight. Tamara, Deborah was on some drugs. Or she on drugs now. You didn't abandon your child. You came to see him twice a year and left him at an old lady house. <laughs> like, Gertrude obviously being mean the motherfucker. And you knew nobody fucked with Gertrude. So it was. it had to be something. You know what I'm saying? It had to be something. So I was like, maybe Deborah crochets in her head too motherfucking tight, and she just really don't motherfucking remember. I didn't came off the screen. Maybe she really don't fucking remember. But I think it had to have been a train. Like, it was probably a wild pot. It's the seventies. Like, come on. If I was uh, if I was grown in the seventies, I would probably got me a little bump too. You know what I'm saying? I got me a little nice little had me a little fingernail, a little crack nail. You know, if you was in the seventies, everybody had a little long fingernail. I probably got me a little bump. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was doing it. It was the it thing. So I just I don't know. Um <laughs> I just I just don't know. I think that too. I think that was Sandra Man, Kevin. I think Mr. Rick was Sandra Man and she had it the rumors had already been going around town that they had saw Deborah and Mr. Rick. But Deborah had went down to the ground saying it didn't happen. So Sandra really found out at this motherfucking uh in her living room that, that your sister had indeed fucked your man. That's what it was. That's what it was. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. See, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah had to be an old crackhead, man. This Auntie Sandra, I forget. <laughs> Sandra was like, get out the car. And Kirk was like, I'm finna cuss this bitch out. Look at her. 
Kind of like, I'm finna cuss this bitch the fuck out. Because it's just at this point, I'm grown on Sandra. And I really feel like she wants to have that type of relationship with her, with her nephew. But I think just her loyalty lies with her sister. So what bothered me the most was um, when they gave him the second, gave her the second DNA test, and Kurt was telling her, if you can't give me this moment, there's nothing else that we could do. There is nothing else that I can give you. And she was like, I want my son. She was crying like, I want my son. I can't have my son. Just fucking fess up and say, I fucked Mr. Rick. Because the evidence is here. You're the only one looking like a goddamn fool at this point because the evidence is here, right? And she was like, bitch, if you didn't come out and touch me, it showed with me. What that, what that blue song say? Well, you say your sister saw me. She was like, bitch, I have not fucked Rick. I don't even know Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Like your son is filthy rich, bitch, and you sitting here with multicolored crochets in your head in a dollar store dress. Cause you supposed to be sharp. You supposed to be shitty sharp. Kirk Franklin is your son, bitch. Deborah said, "Honey, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold, bitch." Fuck the, fuck the bullshit. I'm going down with my lot. I'm taking to my grave. Hey, meaty. Like your son has coin, bitch, and you sitting here lying saying that I didn't fuck this man. And I think that's more that's most frustrating with Kirk, because Kirk still ain't talked to him. Like Kirk still ain't talked to this fucking woman. 23 years. I ain't heard from you. And Kirk, like, nobody had Kirk done because even Sandra was like, do I say this number? Kirk was like, no, bitch, it's the burner phone. I'm gonna send you the number to call me on. I'm gonna text you a number. Bitch, y'all only I don't want to talk to y'all. Shit. Baby, Deborah was like, I don't know him. I don't know what else, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know if you want me to say it in French. I don't know. I didn't fuck this man. So and Mr. Rick was so fucking genuine and nice though, y'all. Like that's how even before I found out he was a counselor, counselor, he was really, really nice. Katrice said, you must need glasses in one Deborah. Baby, show <laughs> Deborah said, you can find my drawers <laughs> beside somebody's bed. Bitch, it's a wrap. I didn't fuck this man. It happened in the 60s. I, you didn't have no camera. You ain't got no proof. It's my word against Reeks. And that's what she said. Bitch, fuck a test. I don't know how y'all conjured up this test, but I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I wonder if Deborah got a job. They probably work like now, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah probably can't work yesterday. Say, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Don't bring it up. I mean, I have forgotten about two, but there's no baby. <laughs> I mean, everybody didn't fuck somebody we didn't forgot about, right? We were like, okay, damn. But it wasn't no thing of like once you see this motherfucker, like, okay, I remember you. You know what I'm saying? I have been, I have knocked a few people out for not not knocked them out, but I fucked with a few people that I'd be like, bitch, I done forgot about this person. You know, it's a wild time. You know, in the 70s, everybody was high. So maybe Endeavor Defense, bitch, she may not re- <laughs> she may not remember Rick. We now fuck somebody and they told somebody that we were dating them. You know what I'm saying? We've been with a motherfucker that we exchanged numbers and they think we'd go together. You know what I'm saying? So in her defense, she may be onto something. I'm team Deborah. <laughs> DNA test versus Deborah, baby. Deborah would have told more Povich, I don't give a fuck what your test say. I have not fucked this man. And she might not remember. I I don't know. She might not remember. So, um, I think I have so many fucking notes. Mm. But yeah, I was just also saying too, like, imagine his disappointment 
and his mama. Like, you've been lying to me my whole life, and here we are in front of a DNA test, and you still, like, fuck the bullshit. But also, I always tell people to this. On a more serious note, you have to be grateful and try to find the silver lining and shit. Imagine if Kirk had got raised by Deborah. Like, all this talent, like, all the, like the talent that he is. We might not have had a Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin can write the fuck out of a song. He said, who am I well? I've only known me broken. That's a lyric. That was so fucking deep. So imagine if he was raised by Deborah. He probably been out here, fuck, a fucking warlock or something, writing spells. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know. <laughs> like, Kurt's probably been a witch. We don't know what the fuck Kurt will turn out like, fucking around with Deborah. Deborah out all the time, motherfucking night. I, I can just see Deborah now with a little afro, huh? Sandra, they lights can't think that the shit. I can see them now. Bitch, what baby? Deborah is the motherfucking, she's, she's, she's the starter. She's the owner of the phrase, fuck their kids. Deborah's like, bitch, it's an old bitch at church. She ain't got no kids. That bitch barren. That hoe gonna keep, she gonna teach, she gonna keep Kurt. <laughs> We're gonna get that motherfucker to Gertrude. That's crazy as fuck. That is fucking crazy. But I don't know. Um, where's I head down? Yeah, anyway, I just feel like it was just too much. It, it was just, like, it was her pride in the way. Like, it was just, she had too much fucking pride. And it's just like, bitch, the paper, because think about this. You have to be fucking loony tune to argue with the DNA test. It was like, bitch, now behold the lamb. Bitch, the paper is right fucking here. And Deborah was like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see it. Bitch. What, what I'm saying is I don't know this man. I didn't fuck him. I mean, you. there's nothing that you can say to convince her that she fucked this man. I can just see her and Sandra with these big-ass afros, a whole bunch of blue eyeshadow, platform heels. They asses out. It's Texas, so it was hot. They probably had on cowboy boots or a cowboy hat or, like, some fringe or something. I, they probably thought that was the shit. Got them a little, heat of, got them a little bump of cocaine, bitch. They back, back then, they probably were drinking bumpy face or some shit straight. Some uh hooch, some ripple. Bitch, they probably having a ball. What kid? Shit. She probably didn't remember she had a kid. She was driving the neighborhood and fucked around and drove past Gertrude's house and saw Kurt playing in the yard. <laughs> she like, oh shit. I just I don't know. So anyway, after that, he went to talk to his son Carry On. Carry on came in on 10. And rightfully so. Now he is a little overly emotional if y'all ever seen Zeus Bad Boys. Bad Boys LA, he came in kind of like on 10. Like, I ain't heard from you. I'm already hurt. I don't know what you're going to say. I didn't like the fact that Kurt was like, what I'm about to tell you is life changing. So, so carry on already crying. My thing is like, bitch, you talking like you finna tell this man you got two days to live. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, bitch, spill it out. Don't call me in the hotel room with cameras to tell me something. Text me. I just, I don't like my anxiety. I fuck around and stroked out before Kurt even got anything out his motherfucking mouth. Like, don't do me like that. I first of all, I'm just already, my anxiety is high. So, uh, so yeah. But it was, it was a good moment because I feel like Kirk was like, this is why I think everything is going to line up for you after you see this. This is why I'm not equipped. I wasn't equipped to be the father that you needed me to be. 
Rhyme said, put your <laughs> I put it up at the beginning of the show. <laughs> like, I feel like he was saying, like, I, this is why I'm not equipped to be the father that you need me to be for you right now because I'm broken. I never had a father or a mother. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like that I really belonged anywhere. Because, like, if you go back and look at Kirk Franklin's mannerisms from when he was, like, on Sunday's best, you remember Kim Burrell was singing Be Grateful and he would clown and she said, I can't play with that. You know what I'm saying? Little shit like that. Kirk always wanted attention, but now it makes sense. And I always tell people, like, people act a certain way for a reason. Something calls you to be who you are. I don't give a fuck who you are. Something in your life, like, it molded you into the person that you are now, good or bad. All of our experiences make us who we are. So when people be out here needing attention, they like 45, 50 years old wanting attention. Or, you know what I'm saying, just doing extra shit, and we don't understand it because maybe I grew up in an environment where I was validated. I was told I was handsome. I was told I was needed. I was told I was worthy of something. So when people don't have that, they go out in the world, and they looking for it, right? So um, I, I was glad he was able to, like, make amends with his son. You know what I'm saying? And... I hated the carry on had that little white beater on and his shirt was like, did y'all see it? It was <laughs> no, it's off topic, but it was like, girl, put fix your clothes. What you got on? I just <laughs> I hated everything carry on had on. But baby, carry on just cried and cried and cried. But it was but he is kind of crazy. But I have heard on the end of the show it said that um said that him and his grandfather, his grandfather is helping him through his things. So it's, I think it's just so full circle because, like, your grand, your grandfather's a therapist. You obviously need therapy. You know what I'm saying? And that's what – that kind of makes sense why he was so hands-on with Kurt, like, letting him take lead. They didn't give a fuck. That was like, bitch, you think y'all can catch me in a lie? Y'all got another motherfucker thing coming. I shall not tell a lie, bitch. And if I did tell a lie, I'm going down to my grave with it, bitch. So I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was really, really good, though. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, my thing is just imagine, because growing up, you couldn't tell me my mama was wrong about a fuck thing. Like, you couldn't tell me my mama was wrong about shit. So, I, it wasn't until I got older to be like, okay, my mama might be, my mama look crazy. Or, you know what I'm saying? My mama, mama, you started that. You know what I'm saying? So just I just think that's why Kirk always was so hurt about the, like my mama lied to me. That was his initial reaction to shit. Like my mama, my mama lied to me because it's like you still feel like a little kid. Like you never got that validation as a as an adult. Like my mom was a fucking narcissist at this point, cause bitch, girl. Like I don't know, but yeah, um, it was just really, really, really good. Uh, it was really, really good. And I just feel like back on Deborah, like, girl, it was a small town. You couldn't fuck that many niggas that you just didn't know. And just accept the fact that mama was a hoe. Like, I just be like, mama, mama was a hoe. It was wild time, son. And a lot of shit I just don't remember because of drugs. I don't know. So, yeah, I hated that. Hair. I, you know, I didn't get a picture of um, a carry-on for some reason. I just, I didn't get it. But, yeah, I, I hated carry-on's hat, y'all. It was, I just, and carry-on just is a lot. But it could be, again, I just said, people act certain ways because they didn't get attention. So maybe Kirk was like, girl, fuck you. You ain't trying to sing background on this motherfucking track. Go to your room. But, uh, mm. but yeah, I just feel like, you know, you got to get to the point where you can realize that. And I wrote that down for one of my very, I didn't ever talk about the topic, but it was one of my very first topics I wrote down one time. I was like, grandmama. 
of, I say grandmama was wrong. Because you get people to be like, you know, like Waterboy, my mama said, mama said, you know, like mama was a damn fool. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to get to a point where you get older and stop having, feeling like I'm disloyal or I'm going against the grain if I disagree with a family member. Yeah, you're my cousin. I love you, but you were wrong. You, my mama, I love you to death, but mama, you was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I think people need people in their, in their, um, in their lives to just be like, okay, bitch, you, you did too much. Like I'm going to fuck with you and let her whoop on you, but you know, you did too much. But uh, I really feel like that Deborah needs uh, a documentary. <laughs> if someone's listening, the universe put it out there. I want to know more about Deborah. I'm fucking sorry. I need to see more of Deborah. I know Kirk probably ain't gonna fuck with her no more. I don't give a fuck if Deborah sell us a lot the entire time. Deborah can make up a whole story. I just need more of her and Aunt Sandra. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just I just need more. But yeah, anyway, um, my last topic of the night, I almost forgot about this, and my coworker was the one that was like, don't forget this, because it was something that I did say I was going to talk about, but I forgot. So uh, if, you're, if you're in Memphis, if you're in Memphis, I'm going to put this up too, baby. I get sued, I ain't going to dime, Okay. If you are in Memphis, this young lady, her name is Tamia Taylor. She's 21 years old. Tamia Taylor um, went on a booze cruise. So in Memphis, we have, like, you know, we have the shoreline. Well, not, not really shore, but the Mississippi River. Um, you can get on the cruise and just drink and party or whatever. So she went, I think she lived in Hernando. So she went with some of her friends. She went with some of her friends. And um, she did not, allegedly, she did not come off the boat. So from what I heard initially, her mom reached out to her friends and asked her had they seen her. And she was told, the mom was told that she never got on the boat. After that, there was footage dropped from someone else on the boat. They were dancing, and it was on Snapchat, and the girl was on the boat. So I don't know if that's true, if they initially told her that the girl never got on the boat, and then they found out that she was on the boat. But they had her phone, told the mama that she went to the restroom on the boat and left her phone on the table. But when it was time to dock, they haven't seen her. So, that's what I said. So, like, my thing is if y'all say, Kevin said, so she's on the boat. That's my thing. So, if she didn't get off the boat, did she flush herself down the motherfucking toilet? Because, the the uh, sh- like, surely if booze crews be sold out, like, almost every weekend. So, there's no fucking way that this young lady went overboard and nobody saw it, right? So, they have a footage of her going to the restroom on the boat. They have footage of her going to the restroom on the boat right before the boat docked. So the friend said she went to the restroom and left her phone. She was extremely drunk. My thing is, I don't know what type of shit y'all on because at first of all, they want her friends. It was coworkers. I found out. I don't know what type of shit y'all on. But y'all ain't finna tell me first my baby was on this motherfucking boat that she didn't get on this boat. 
And then y'all turn around and tell me she got on the boat. And then she got so drunk that she um she got so drunk that she um never made it off. Like y'all not finna fucking tell me this. Like my thing is, bitch, if we get on this boat together, I'm waiting at this motherfucking dock before everybody come like why everybody coming off if you roll with me and you not on you not with me when they came out. When everybody came out. Like, what come on. Y'all done done something to this girl, and y'all still had her phone. But the man said, the man who drove the golf cart said that he saw her get off of the boat. They were walking. Like, you know how sometimes you go somewhere and they have, like, a little big golf cart that can maybe, like, hold six people? So they were transporting them back and forth to the cars. So the man said he saw them, asked them that they need to lift, and they was like, nah, we straight, we got it. But today... Today she said, um, they said today I saw, it was a news thing I saw maybe like two hours before I got on. They said that she never got off. Like they had proven that she had never got off this boat. So I'm trying to figure out, come on. They didn't close the booze cruise down. You can't get on the boat no more. So my thing is like, bro, come the fuck on. Come on. This her here on the boat. So y'all recording her drunk, y'all recording her twerking. You can tell on the video she's intoxicated. My thing is this, especially with women. When women go out together, they travel in packs. So ain't no way in fuck you, my friend, or my coworker, and we on this big-ass boat, and I know you fucked up, I'm going to the bathroom with you. Like, how long do this bitch got to be missing for y'all to be like, oh, okay, we ain't seen Tamia in 20 minutes. We finna get off this boat. The boat finna dock where Tamia, you know what I'm saying? Why didn't y'all call this girl mama initially? If she didn't, if she never got off that boat, how the fuck y'all drive all the way to Hernando, Mississippi? How y'all drive all the way to Hernando? So the, this the man that was on a golf car, Kevin. He claimed he saw her. But the, but from what I saw today, I think it was WRG said that she had never got, they proven that they could prove they, that she never got off the boat. And they also said that, um, I've lost my train of drive. Somebody walked through, walked through here. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they said she never got the boat. So my thing is like, if you saw her, we need to be interviewing you too. Because how you claim, did you see the crew, maybe, and didn't see her specifically? Because it just doesn't make sense to me that you claim you saw this girl, then they say she never got the boat. But my thing is, somebody said, the crew said they didn't have cameras on the boat. But there obviously was a camera because there's a certain photo of her uh, going to the bathroom. So I'm going to show you the motherfuckers that that did it. (laughs) I'm going to show you all the motherfuckers that did it. Hold on. Because these are the friends that she went with. Oop, that's the wrong one. These are friends she went with. I don't know about you. It was a dude and two girls. I don't know about y'all, but that bitch right there in that white with her hair uh, looking like fucking knuckles off uh, Sonic Little Sidekick on a video game. Girl, please. You really got to watch folks. Folks be haters. That girl, that girl killed them. 
she she they had to they had to have killed that girl. Robin, I put the disclaimer up earlier. Everything I say is alleged. They killed that fucking girl. And <laughs> not say that in front of anybody though. They killed that girl. Because there is no reason for y'all to tell her mama or not alert the authorities right then and there. Like, why not call the police? Because obviously, ain't nobody, if it's four of us and we in fucking Hernando, Mississippi, it's like 45 miles away, 45 minutes away. There's no way we all rode separate cars. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, we all carpooled. We from the country. We finna go to Memphis. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna go to Memphis with Suge. We were all together. You don't trust nobody with all that motherfucking jail and they hit all this spritz. That girl's a criminal. You can look at her and tell she's a criminal. Now, in white linen and white panties, you can tell she's a criminal. But anyway, I just don't understand it. I hope, I'm hoping for the best, but at the same time, it's like y'all know something. Like y'all have to know something because if we come together and I cannot find you, I'm calling the police right then and there. And y'all drove y'all asses home Waited to her, waited for her mama to call y'all. This girl was celebrating her fucking birthday. But you just gotta you have to watch people. Like you have to watch people because a lot of folks will be your friend and be hating on you. I wouldn't be able to fucking sleep knowing like the girl who they were in Mexico and they beat the damn girl to death. This shit was crazy and had the nurse to sit at her mama's table and be like we don't know what happened to her and then the video footage come out and then y'all done beat my motherfucking child to death that's enough to make a motherfucking go crazy because I couldn't imagine my sister going to her bridal shower or some shit with her with her bridesmaids and y'all telling me oh we lost we can't find your sister or y'all lied my mama said oh me never got on the boat then I find out she on the boat now I got to go shoot somebody you know what I'm saying it's just come on Y'all, I don't know what type of family she got, but you hoes ain't gonna be able to risk if I'm knowing that y'all done something. Like, I know y'all done something to my motherfucking sister. Bitch, please. Who? No way. No way. No way possible. I ain't gonna be able to go to, I ain't gonna be able to, go to work. And my thing is, like, girl, you want to, you celebrate your, your 21st birthday with coworkers? Where your friends? Where your fucking friends at? I, I don't know. It just, you just get back. People just got back. Like you have to. Her mama said she, 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 she see the good in everybody. So there may be something that you have to learn as you get older. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause a lot of us have been around people that we ain't gonna be hanging around. So I, she was like, she see the good in everybody. So maybe she was just like, okay, y'all, I'm super my birthday. One well, of them hoes might have invited her out. You know what I'm saying? They from the country. So going to Memphis is probably really something to them. But I just really, really hate that y'all drove y'all asses all the way back home and left this girl. There's we wouldn't have left the city. I'm not coming back home. That's what I said. Put it back on the screen. Tasha Cobb did it. <laughs> it was Tasha Cobb. It was Tasha Cobb. Put it up, baby. <laughs> it was Tasha Cobb. Fish did it. You ain't telling me shit. It was her. She she jealous. She was a mastermind behind the whole thing. This girl here, she probably just she probably had the car. They got a pretty nice Christian tree in the background. She probably had the car. It was her. They said they gonna get her. But anyway, uh, before I go, because uh, I wrote down bad friends, uh, I just wanted to say also, uh, when we have people in our life that's in need, 
that's why I don't like now. I always tell people now, um, if I'm if I'm struggling and I really really need something, I overdraft my account before I ask a motherfucker for some money. I just wanted to put that in the atmosphere. Like I've heard someone say, I think it was my mama friend. She would always say, if it's gonna hurt you to help me, like don't help me. I don't like motherfuckers that you you. You do something for them, or they do something for you, so-called friend. Like, say, for instance, you like, okay, I'm behind on whatever, whatever, and this person offers to give you help. I don't like motherfuckers throwing shit back up in folks' face. If you're going to help somebody, that ain't nobody's business but you and theirs. Like, don't don't help me to go around and brag about this shit. I really, really hate that. I just wanted to say that before I go. I really, really hate that. That, that really will stop me from fucking with you. It ain't nobody's motherfucking business what I helped you with. And then it ain't your motherfucking business. My thing is, if you don't know, if we haven't discussed the motherfucking specifications of when I'm paying you back or when you need this back or whatever the case, we need to get this shit done before you give me my money. Don't go around here telling everybody that somebody had to borrow money. It ain't me personally. I'm just saying it's something that I heard lately. I don't fucking like it. And I just, if you do that, stop that shit. This, this trash ass shit. Be people friend and help them if you're going to help them. If you're not, keep your motherfucking money in your pocket. I do not fucking like that. And when motherfuckers want to get drunk, and say what the fuck they want to say, don't say shit to me, drunk, because I'm going to take it too hard. Just because you are drunk, you do not get a motherfucking hall pass to say what the fuck you want to say to me. I will hit your drunk ass in your mouth, because, like, for real, I don't like that. Because when people say a drunk mind is a sober mind, or whatever the fuck they, whatever their old, their old tale is, I just, I don't like that. Like, whatever they... You know, folks be trying to get drunk and want to talk about you, talk about your looks and talk about this and what they did for you. That's how you really feel. And this alcohol ain't giving you that much motherfucking courage. You want to blame it on the alcohol. We get too old for this shit. You're not finna motherfucking say what you want to say. This is going to be a whole other topic for an episode, Rob. Um, yeah, I, I just don't like that. I guess we can go ahead and see it. And also, if you're living with people... I've always, I said to somebody lately, people that don't have nowhere to go should act like they ain't got no motherfucking where to go. If you living with me or you moved in with me and I'm asking you to stop doing some certain shit or to pay your bills or, you know what I'm saying, just anything, you you need to be, and I'm not saying kiss my ass because I let you move in with me. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm going to say is if you don't have anywhere to go, it would be nice to act like you don't have nowhere to go. Don't come this motherfucker breaking the rules and doing what the fuck you want to do and think because you giving me $200 a month or, you know what I'm saying, you paying the light bill that you got some type of motherfucking sovereign around here. No. And, again, I'm not asking you to kiss my ass. But what I'm saying is we have ground rules and be respectful of folks' space. Bitch, I was paying my bills before you moved in with me. So don't think that just because you give me these little funk-ass $200 every two weeks or every month that I can be like that. I'm like, oh, okay, I need this. I do not. I will put you the fuck out. And I just wanted to say that, too. I wrote that down. Um, yeah. Me, too. I feel like when you, get, when you get drunk, bitch, you supposed to be trying to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Send naked shit to your nigga or to your gal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to suck that dick good when I get home. You know what I'm Shit like that. Don't be talking crazy with your friends. When I'm drunk with my friends, we have a ball. You get what I'm saying? Like, we be like, ooh, bitch, I'm down. This my, my word is I'm down bad. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't. Attacking each other You know what I'm saying This shit This You been jealous You know what I'm saying Before we even start drinking You been a hater So just be mindful of people like that But yeah Anyway When you When you stand with somebody When you stand with somebody Just Just be mindful 
you know, clean up behind yourself and, and all this shit. But I'll put you out. I <laughs> just want to say that. Motherfuckers that don't have nowhere to go should act like they ain't got nowhere to go. Don't be around here letting me catch you motherfuckers in my house or I ask you to clean up or wash dishes motherfucking attitude or I ask you why you ain't got my money and we arguing about that. We ain't got time to arguing about motherfucking thing because, again, I'll put you out of here. You can't stay nowhere. And don't be like, I, I paid a light bill. You can't stay nowhere in 2023 for $200 a month. So let's act like we got some motherfucking sense around here. Be grateful. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing you a, I'm doing you a kindness. Because I don't give a fuck how nice you are. Nobody wants someone else in their house. Whoopi Goldberg says she never got married because she doesn't fucking want to come home and somebody's in her house. If we not fucking, I don't want you in my house. I'm so sorry. I had a relative ask me one time. Um, I had a relative ask me one time and said, uh, hey, can I stay with you? Well, he was like, no. He didn't ask me. He was like, I need somewhere to stay because I ain't got nowhere to stay right now. I looked at that man straight in his face and said, well, extend to stay got some good rates right now because in, he stopped talking to me. But the thing is, I was genuine. I wasn't, like, trying to be funny. But you you can't come stay with me because I didn't know him like that. Like, he was a relative, but I don't know you like that. You know what I'm saying? You never really know a motherfucker when, until you move in with him. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know you, bucko. So I would hate for us to fall the fuck out, and I got to put you out or some shit. You know what I'm saying? It just, moving with a motherfucker, like, I want, my thing is, if I leave the toilet seat up, bitch, I know who did it. You get what I'm saying? I don't have time to be picking up behind a motherfucker who leaving butt crumbs on the seat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is a lot of shit I just don't like. I want my house to be a certain way. But, you know, Kevin, I told my dad the other day, I was like, I want to move back home so I can uh, pay y'all 200 a month. My dad said, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> He's like, you not giving me no fucking 200 a month. And I'm like, why? And they house paid off. But he was like, you not giving me 200 a month. And I, and I get that. You know what I'm saying? But you can't stay nowhere for $200. You can't stay nowhere for $300. You can't stay nowhere for $400 motherfucking dollars. Unless you got a voucher. But, yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's my hour. Thank you for tuning in to the Boy Please Whatever podcast. Your favorite podcast. The only podcast that matters. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I am fucking starving. I don't know about y'all, but, bitch, I am starving. Uh, so, I'm going to give me something to eat. And I'm going to put some drawers on. I'm sitting here with, I mean, put some put some drawers on. Put some pants on. I'm sitting here in some drawers and a t-shirt. On this leather couch and it's sticking the fuck out of me. But um yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. And uh I'm going to um sometimes when I get off of live, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it freezes up, right? And then it, I'm live for like nine hours. So I'm gonna keep this going for a little second once I stop talking so that it won't freeze up on y'all. But the live is going to end on my end, but I don't know about the other end. But I'm gonna re-upload it. So if you see a premiere, it's the same show. But anyway. Thank y'all for tuning in. I love each and every one of you. And um, see y'all next Monday. Which episode is this for me, y'all? I don't know. My season finale is coming up. My season two finale is definitely coming up. I think I got two more episodes or three more episodes. I'm not sure. My mind bad. I got to lay off of the tequila, bitch. My mind is bad. Green tea shots are sending me in the motherfucking ground. I drink. And drink and drink. And I keep telling myself, stop drinking. Your stomach is huge. You finna go out of town. But, bitch, I don't know. I might have to start wearing a hijab, bitch, and become a Muslim woman to cover this good up. I don't fucking know. But anyway, bye.